Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Oh, hello! Welcome to Ruined. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. And this is a horror movie podcast where we spoil a horror movie just for you. Just for you guys. Hallie, um, how you doing? Um, um, life continues. Nature will find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's been a minute since I talked about my ADHD uh, journey, but it continues apace. Mm-hmm. And I have reached uh, a level of, um, there's a very classic uh, ADHD um, phenomenon where, if you're listening to this, where you, you create piles out of everything you own. Oh. And my dear friend Jess Burkle, who has appeared on the podcast before as a, a guest uh, co-host, um, refers to it, I refer to it as squalor, and he refers to it as the squalor to make me feel better. Oh, I like that. The level of squalor in my home right now is truly... One for the one for the record books, and I really struggle with that as something that I have. That is what I tend towards when I'm not, you know, sort of. Um, I would say living my best life. That's not what what we're talking about, but it is. Um, yeah, it's just I, it, it, I'm deeply ashamed of it, and I don't want anyone to see it, which makes recording in my apartment so anxiety inducing. Yeah, but I don't think you I, can see anything horrible. I can't see it. All I can see is Great. your your gorgeous hair and your fabulous thank paint you. color and a little bit of a very mid century modern looking lamp. The end. Well, that's, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, how are you doing, Allison? I'm good. Uh, New York, I guess. Um, the like lantern. Bugs. Is oh, they're back. Called? Yeah, but Spotter they're like really. Bugs? Is that what they're called? Lan- they're they're like the red and white. They spots. they are beautiful. They are beautiful, but they're back, and I've been seeing they've been hanging out on my balcony, and I really Ew. want to be able to walk in and out without being afraid that they're getting in, um, so I can water my plants and dry my towels out there, and. Boy, they're but it's just, they're littler. Like I remember, like seeing the full yeah, grown ones last so- year. Now they're like really tiny. I killed one earlier um, on the street, but I guess I have to just stay vigilant. But they're back. Are the little ones? Are they like the maybe the, the juvenile version? Maybe, yeah. Maybe they're like huh. this is for the new season. I don't know. Ooh, but for the new season, a new a fun new look. Everybody's a small bug now. Um, also, I mean, I meant to send it to you. Fuck, I'm sorry. I should have done this earlier. There's somebody posted a TikTok video of somebody is um, learning the acoustic guitar and has their sliding glass door open behind them. Oh, I've seen exactly what you're talking about. And a, a hawk, hawk flies in. Flies in. And their dog, is their dog or cat? I believe their dog, yeah. Goes their nuts. dog is freaking out. And she's like, shut up. Stop it. It's stop. Like I'm playing. I'm, my, playing. I'm, I'm learning my Anna DeFranco. I'm learning songs. And then she turns and there's a giant fucking hawk sitting next to her on her couch. It is so... <laughs> And then she like freaks out and like runs away, and the the camera catches like the hawk finally flying out. But oh, yes, and her soda spills on her computer, which yeah. is the most tragic aspect. That is really horrific. But I have one hundred percent seen that, and it is truly terrifying. But also like that's why I don't like leaving windows open without screens. 
Also, with a cat, you can't be doing that. I feel no. like you turn oh, around no, no, no. and Would you just never. see Riz swept into the sky. No, no, no. He's an indoor buddy. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, take a nappy. This year, I'm gonna, I am gonna get a dog. I, I by the end of the year, wow. that's what I'm thinking. I'm really no rats. Well, the, I just look at the way I live, and I'm like, I just don't think rats. I, I they can't. might already be there for all you know. Oh, absolutely. I can't. <laughs> um, I literally lived with a mouse in my last apartment in Queens, and mm. I was just like, I, I can't fix the situation. So it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Introducing rats to the squall lore feels yeah, a bit that much. Feels like a, a hat feels, on a hat, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, it already looks like I probably have rats in here. I well, can't a, a have hat on a rat, ideally. And now I'm back on board. Okay. I mean, no, but I do a want a, a dog. And I mean, listen, I could make little hats for my dog. I feel like I'm on that yeah. kind of path. Oh, absolutely. And um, no one can stop me. This is a America. Before they take away that fucking right, I'm sorry, that's not the fucking Constitution, you fucking idiots. I'm going to make tiny hats for my dog. You can fucking choke on it. Um, <laughs> so if someone could send this episode to Samuel Alito, that would be great. <laughs> Um, but in the meantime, this is, oh, yeah, our last episode. Oh, yes. Not as many uh, Tuesdays in July because the oh, holiday. We had a holiday. And just like the way that like the, like the first, August 1st is on Tuesday. Like just the way that the, the, yes, the days it are. all lined up. So we only had a few episodes, but I feel like we really made them count. We really did. And we, we always try to. And we're, the final one of Jaw Dropper July is an off-requested movie that we hadn't done yet. And it is Hard Candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Elliot Page and Patrick Wilson. I Boy, I'll tell you, this really stuck with me. Did I see this in the theaters? Jesus, I might have. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough look. Uh, we always like to have Allison watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. Allison, what are your thoughts about the hard candy trailer? Ay, ay, ay. I mean... You said it. I, that, ay, ay, ay. That's how I feel about it. It's a very... It's like, it has all of the things that are, like, very scary to watch. And, like, I... I think I vaguely remember this trail, like this coming out. Like we were in college, I guess. Um, yeah, two, uh, 2005. Yes, I like, think I saw this. Yeah, college. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty chilling. Like to think of like being a young person. This, you know, it feels so. It, it feels like there's so much going on in the in the terrifying space of like abduction, catfishing, predatory age gaps. But then you know, as as a almost forty year old woman watching this, I'm like, damn. He's so hot. <laughs> oh, interesting. You know, and that that was actually going to be um, my baseline scary. How scary is a fact that sometimes pedophiles are hot? How scary do you find that fact? I mean, it's like the thing is hot people can do anything. Um, and, and we that let includes, them. And we let them get away with it. And we let them do whatever they want. And we shouldn't. Um, no, but it is like, I mean, it feels like the best disguise. Like the scary, like yes. where it's like if you're like a handsome man in his 30s, like no one's expecting you of the world is your oyster pedophilia and crimes which is interesting because i feel like that's a it's a big uh decade for that kind of thing you can get a lot done if you're committing yes. pedophilia and crimes if you're a uh in this case a white man in your 30s yes. i feel like uh under the guise of hotness uh we allow horrific things to happen and i it, it is interesting how we and I, I'm the same way. I'm not saying I'm any better. But there is some part, there is a part of culture that we're all indoctrinated to where it's like, well, it can't be that bad. They're hot. Yeah. There is something about that that, like, our brain is, like, 
But they're appealing, and appealing people don't do, like, it's just so strange. Both sides of their face are symmetrical. How could yeah. they be evil? Yeah. Which, which they're is, not, like, one weird tooth and then lazy eyes. I, I mean, that's most of us. Yeah, and I do feel like it's, like, how we code disability as evil. Yes. And, and also yes. queerness as evil. And like queerness. Oh, and the other fatness, is evil. The rather than, boy, yeah, I, yeah, if you look at history, a lot of evil done by a lot of just regular guys. Regular, yeah. rather, regular guys with regular jobs. And uh, you wouldn't necessarily know. And yet we're so shocked every time. So we want, shocked. We want a pedophile to, yeah, like be like a, a werewolf or something. Yes. Um, but instead they, they turn us into werewolves, which is, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is one of the, one of the hard parts of watching this is uh, Patrick Wilson is a handsome man. He's a handsome man. And again, something, something observed on Twitter where it's like, to be as talented as Patrick Wilson and be committed to not really being famous like, yeah. he has been in everything with everything. everyone, but he is still someone that occasionally I'll see him be like, what is that motherfucker's name? Yeah. Oh, right. It's Patrick Wilson. Yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, very horrifying trailer. Very handsome man. Um, Reconciling that in my brain as we speak. <laughs> speaking of a handsome man, um, I consulted with a transmasculine uh, co-worker and friend of mine. Shout out to Ari. Uh, another of the crooked family about um, basically how to um, use pronouns with regards to Elliot Page, who uh, that was, uh, you know, absolutely going to be a question of mine when we're talking about a role from the past. And yeah, yeah, and because right now Elliot Page, you know, in real life, obviously, is he they, and I really want to read his book because I yeah, and watching I've this, heard it's great. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to think about his career mm-hmm. as a as a transmasculine person as a trans man. In Hollywood, and God, I just feel so bad because I feel like every time a conservative needs to like come up with a trans person in Hollywood, they're like, there just aren't that many. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah, Elliot Page is everybody becomes coming. a the Ugh. target. It's and then really it's like awful. he was he did some interview where like, oh, he looks horrible. It's like you think that this isn't psychologically very difficult on every trans person to like right, they, they have to course. go and be like, I wrote a book, please. You know, like and then yeah, and cor- then like of course yeah, he just looks thrilled. I don't know. No. Um, but, uh, based on some research online and, uh, consulting with my friend, basically we're going to refer to Elliot Page, obviously, by his pronouns in real life, and then, uh, refer to the character as she, her, because the character is, uh, right, a girl, you know, a, a, a cis teen girl in the context of the movie, yes. um, and that seems to be kind of the standard of how people talk about people who have worked and then transitioned. So yeah. we're going to do that. Uh, if anyone has any thoughts, Great. feel free to message us. We obviously yeah, want to be respectful. We are open to all of the learning that there can possibly be on um, treating people respectfully and appropriately in this kind of like, you know, we're new, confusing, you know, we're figuring it out and and please like, we're dumb as fuck. that. We're yeah, so, so stupid. We're so fucking <laughs> stupid, but we're going to really try our best here. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, Allison, based on the trailer... Which again, the only, your only takeaway was Patrick Wilson is hot. Based on the trailer, <laughs> would you like to guess the twist in Hard Candy? Guess the twist. Now, I have not seen this movie, um, nor do I really remember discourse about it, but I do have a guess from the trailer about the twist. My guess is that Elliot Page's character actually catfished him, uh, Patrick Wilson, because. Uh, Elliot Page's character knew that he had been predatory towards other people that uh, they knew and instead was like, I will be the bait to trap and kill this man who has been hurting 
other people. Well, Allison, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. I um, mean, the trailer also, like, I mean, I don't know. They, it gives you a lot to work um, with. Yeah, and shout out to uh, the direct. It was directed by David Slade, uh, written by Brian <laughs> Nelson. Um, also, like, there is nothing funnier to me than names that are similar to other names. Like, David Slade being so close to David Spade. I'm just like... <laughs> It just always is funny to me. And Noah, Natasha and I always think it's so funny. There were like two guys in college who had very similar names. And we would just like laugh and laugh. And they're like, they're just our names. Like, I don't know what to do. Here. This is totally a non sequitur, but just you mentioning uh, colleges. And I went, when I went to college, everyone uh, at Notre Dame is named Steve or Mike if oh, you're sure. a man. And if you're a woman, it was, I think, like Lauren or Catherine, a lot mm-hmm. of Katie's. And that makes sense. Recently, a, a gentleman that just you know, just so, like someone that you knew, like in passing. I didn't. I think I had mutual friends. I, I'm on a college chat as we all mm-hmm. are, and uh, it came up this person who just like, a Steve randomly came up, and someone said, "Did you know that this motherfucker invented a um, like a sex app?" app or not sex act i mean shout out to anyone who's I mean, still if you're making up a sex se- act at this point yes. i think it's all been done but keep going that's awesome good for yeah. you good Honest for you god you, you you can fucking relax after that um no he it, it created an app i'm trying to find his name is not in an article with, with the app but i get that you know whatever it is the app is called hetero <laughs> h-e-a-d-e-r-o the only hookup app for oral pleasure and inclusive sexual exploration. So it is a, okay. a sexuality and gender inclusive app for people to get together and give each other head. I love it. And it has <laughs> currently on Apple, it is 3.1 reviews. Okay. And I was like, of all the Steves, I mean, maybe just like, and I'm sure at your college maybe it was different, but like, there is no Steve that I knew at Notre Dame that I thought would be coming out with hetero. No. Also, it doesn't seem like that's, that's if anything, the problem with it is a confusing name because I, it's not just hetero. Yeah. When you it first like said it, I was, like, I was like, oh no, what is this? I, I know it's like a Catholic college or whatever. Um, yeah, and so I think the larger problem, which seems to be the reviews I'm reading, is that there aren't a lot of women on this. Um, I, I think that's probably a, a problem. It's sort of the Ashley Madison problem, where it turns out yes. like most of the women were, were bots or whatever. And I just feel like there are all the other apps that exist, like Grindr, Field, those are also oral sex apps, should yeah. you choose to use it. So Yeah, just ask be, for what you like. Yeah, and I so I think it's just sort of like, it's a good idea, but it is perhaps... There, it might not have the base of people moving just yes. for getting yes. head. Just you know what for I mean? Head. Yeah. Um, that 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 perhaps would be my takeaway. Anyways, shout out to whatever Steve that was. Uh, for hey, you got to try it again. Inventing a new app. If you're out there, if you invent a new sex app, act or a sex app, let us know. I guess if you yeah. invent a new sex app, let us know. But do it we'll in a both. courteous way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be, be, don't be gross about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess if you really did invent something new, please let us know. Um, uh, so let's begin ruining, uh, hard candy. We open on a chat. Allison, what was your, were you on, cause for me, I being li- living in a rural area, mm-hmm. my first six, I wasn't really in chat rooms. I was just on aim and it wasn't yeah. that much because we had dial up and I also had two siblings. So it was sort of like, we were constantly fighting over the, so I was never like, I am in a chat room. I am meeting people. I'm talking to people. Did you have that experience? Yeah. I like, I think like there was like when, AOL kind of, like, first came into all of our homes. I remember, like, me and some girlfriends, like, kind of huddling around somebody's home computer, like, getting in a chat room and being like, there's three of us. Like, 
just kind of not know. Like we were like, you know, 12 or 13 maybe. Um, but most, I would say like almost all of my use of kind of the internet in those days was just aim like messaging other people that I knew. Yes, like yeah. I wasn't really like interested in the stranger elements of the internet. Stranger, yeah, and- like stranger as in people I don't know, not like the stranger elements. Um, and that was always like one of the first things. It's funny, and people always make this observation now. It's like one of the first things we were told is like, you can't trust a stranger on the internet. Do not talk to adults. Don't give anybody your information. It's like those same parents being like, did you read that gum turns people trans? It's just like yeah, I read it right. on Facebook like, from insane conspiracy theories.net. You know, like, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, we, could, we couldn't keep it together. But yeah, I was never in a chat room. I often think, like, if I knew I was queer when I was younger, like, would I have been online more? Yeah. And, I mean, and what that would have been like. And it, who knows? Because what this suggests is perhaps that's not a great experience. Yes. And we see two uh, people chatting. Lensman319 and then Thong Girl, all R's, so three R's, 14. So in case you're like, <laughs> oh, is this person 14? It's 14. Yep. No, I think after Catch a Predator, I hope, I, I don't think this applies to anyone who's listening, but you know that this is all a sting. Like, it's just like, if you were yeah. so fucking depraved as to try to meet underage teens now, know that it will end with you going to prison and having your life ruined, yes. right? Absolutely. As it should. As it absolutely should. Also, what was your a- a- uh, AIM name? Do you remember? I think it was like swim... Something with the swim word fan. swim in it, because I was swimming. They, they, and then, they wrote like, that movie about you, Swim Fan? Yeah, Swim Fan. That's about me. Um, it was like Swim Girl 105 or something. Like, it was just like a Hell very... Yeah. And I remember like one of my friends was like... It was like Swim Guy something. And it, I just don't... I don't remember the specifics, but it was like something like that. Yeah, I think mine was so uh, smally, like small YK, because I was... We all had smell-based nicknames, so it was mm-hmm. like my friend Mich- Michelle was Miss Smell, Kelly was Smelly, I was Smalley. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Smalley K84, because that's the year I was born, so yeah, I yeah. think that's what it was. Yeah. And we see them chatting, and Lensman319 um, says, so should we finally hook up, baby? And Girl 14 says, I'm not a baby, I keep telling you. Do you think a baby reads Zadie Smith? And so immediately she's trying to prove that she's older, yes. prove in... And Lensman replies, I don't know, babies pretend to read. Allison, have you ever seen a baby pretend to read? I mean, they do love holding those crinkle books, but, but they're always upside they're down. They're not fooling me. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we nice s- try, baby. Um, nice try. You're a fucking idiot. We know you can't read. You can't read. That's read. upside down, baby. We see our protagonist, Haley, uh, played by Elliot Page, typing. Um, oh, so you study babies? Girl, unfortunately, he does. Yeah, okay. that's kind of his whole deal. <laughs> and he replies even, the only one I study is you. It's like, okay. Enough. Like, when you acknowledge it, it's not, like, it's like, have some decorum. But, of course, yeah. he doesn't, which is why he's going to meet a 14-year-old girl in real Gross. life. And she's like, well, what are you doing right now? He's like, besides fantasizing over you. And she says, you know, you could film me with your camera. Then he wouldn't have to fantasize. I was like, they need to catch this predator. I already catch this predator. Like just the anxiety of this exchange. And no. he says, Oh, you know, it's that's very doable. And she replies, just like me, I'm kidding. But my big sister could drop me off at Nighthawks, which is a coffee shop in their town. In an hour, I just need to shower if you want to meet me. And he says, Okay, great, I'll meet you and I'll picture you in the shower. And they have this like flirty little exchange. 
And I think that this is like why the movie works is that Patrick Wilson is so hot. I think if it was anyone even a drop less hot, you'd be like, I will shoot this man in the head myself. 100%. But you see him, you're like, I visually am not disgusted, so I will allow this to play out. There is something about it where you're just like, all right, let's see what he's going to say. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Unfortunately, like it is like hot people. It's like, all right, I'll allow this. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll watch this at least. So he arrives. He's got his camera out. So, like, you know where we're headed with this. Yeah, and he finds course. Haley, of course, played by Elliot Page, who is eating chocolate cake and is, like, what a—and is playing to it in a—what um uh, what was the name of that movie? Um, Young White Female. What was it? I didn't see it. Um, the one I don't that know was what? nominated for um, Best Screenplay. Um White women, um, blondes, uh, uh, promising young woman. So the promising oh, young woman of okay. it all is that you could tell. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> Haley is like playing into what they, their uh, predator's idea of a teen girl would be. Which right. is like, oh my gosh, like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I have, I have chocolate frosting in my mouth. It's like, well, yeah, you were eating a piece of cake. You know, it's just yeah. sort of like, I just want to be so sophisticated when you come in. And it's, uh, it's Elliot Page and then also... Like, he has a little pixie cut. So it's like, Haley looks even younger than she is. And I will say, I remember, like, the gauntlet between, like, 11 and 14 of having, like, creepy men come up to me. And I'm a very, like, privileged white cis woman. So it's like, even, I remember, like, those experiences in, like, the most privileged thing. I'm like, that shit fucking damages your brain. It truly does. Like, we don't talk enough about how damaging that. That time period. That time period is where you suddenly go from being, like, a true child yes. to still being a child, yeah. but looking like a woman. And the way that or adult like having men, some of the appeal of a woman that yes. like these fucking men are like, oh, she's got tits now. I can talk to her. And it's like, Absolutely. you can't. I remember like being 11 in the fifth grade, like C cup boobs, like, you yeah. know, an adult woman's body, 11 year old mind. I remember being at the beach and having a guy like come talk to me and essentially try to get me in his van Unfortunately, I didn't do it. I knew enough. I had received enough information to be like, well, I'm yes. not going to do that. No. But it was just sort of like, oh, I guess it's just like, I'm supposed to accept this as part of life. Because mm-hmm. I've been warned this will happen. It wasn't like, this is horrible and we're trying to stop this from happening. Right. It's just sort of like, yeah, like, like some disgusting man's going to try to kidnap you. And that's just going to happen so to you. So just don't do it. And, and we're not like, going to oh. do that anymore. We're going to fix that because we're going to we're gonna really get rid of the patriarchy this time. And I, I, yes. oh, this I'm time only a little bit it. joking. Um, and she says, oh, do you want some of this cake? It's delicious. And just as sure, and he, like, wipes the frosting off her lip and pops his thumb in his mouth. Oh. I think they're setting up, it's like, it is Patrick Wilson. Like, it is, right. like, if you were 14 and Patrick Wilson talked to you, you'd be like, uh, yeah, I'll oh. talk to him. You know, like, <laughs> of course, you know. I'm but 39, you- and I'm like, talk to me. <laughs> and it's like, but you know, as soon as he takes the frosting it's- off Haley's mouth, like, he's dead. Like, he he's will dead. be dead during the, the movie be. at some point, sooner rather than later. And she's like, I'll be honest, like, you don't seem like the guy who has to meet girls online. It's like, well, yeah, because he wants to meet children online. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. And he's like, you know, it's so much better to meet people um, beforehand and really get to know them. Like, I know from being a photographer, like, people's faces can lie. And she's like, well, my, does my face lie? And he says, let's see, your face says you listen to John Mayer and you love Monty Python and you love chocolate. And she's like, oh, that's great. Like, you're like an excellent <laughs> judge of character. You do that. It's like, oh, no, no. you're you're 14. <laughs> Um, and he's like, actually, if you want more chocolate, she orders like candy and they take a seat and he sort of starts quizzing her on her life, you know? And he, she's like talking about the book she's reading in between them on the cork board, Allison, we see a missing poster for a girl named Donna Moyer. Mm. 
And in their conversation, in a way that uh, I'm not saying no 14-year-old would do, but no 14-year-old with an adult man, I find that starting to believe, keeps dropping these, like, very overly sexual, like, flirty lines. Yeah. Again, I just, I've never met a 14-year-old that wasn't, like, screaming at their mother at the mall. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's really more where you're at, like. Yeah, just kind of, like, angstily growling in, like, a limited two dressing room. And trying not to get your period in gym class. Like, yes. it's more that's what you're trying to work on, you know. And he says, well, what are you reading? And she says, oh, a book about Jean Seberg. Uh, Seberg. She slept with all the wrong people and ended up killing herself. And just like, well, I hope you don't do that. And Haley laughs and says, oh, no, I plan to sleep with all the right people. And again, it's like, that's just, the, that, that's You wouldn't even know to say that at no. that age. You would just be like, Guh, boo. Yeah, and she's also reading like. Romeo and Juliet, of course, Starcross Lovers. And she said, it's a ninth grade book. So she also keeps bringing up her age, you know? Yeah. It's a ninth grade book, but I'm trying to finish it before the end of the summer. So she's not even in high school yet, right? And there's a big textbook in her bag. And he's like, what is that? And she goes, oh, and she covers it up. She's like, you know, my dad let me audit one of his med school courses. And he's like, oh, so you must go to US, uh, UCW and like sit with all the grad students. Do they hit on you? She's like, no, they wouldn't hit on a 14-year-old. They're old enough to be my dad. And then she realizes that he's old. And yeah. she's like, uh, no, but they're bad older, not like you. Like, you're, like, cool older, you know? And Jeff's like, well, you know, you act really mature for your age, and you're definitely older. And again, she's sort of, like, fluttering her eyelashes. And she's admiring there's a T-shirt for the coffee shop that has Nighthawks. The, oh, my God. Fuck. Uh, the name, who, who did Nighthawks? The, the piece of art where it's people at a diner. Um, oh, I used Hopper? To, Hopper, Edward Hopper. There we go. Um, she's like, well, that's a really cool shirt. He's like, how about you get it? How about I get it for you? And you try it on for me. So she goes to change in the bathroom and he's like waiting outside the door. And she's like, God, I hate not being able to drive. I, I missed Elizabeth Wurzel when she was at USC and I missed the Goldfrapp concert, you know? He's like, this is crazy. I actually went to that concert and I have a bootleg MP3 of the concert I'll send to you. Wow, this is the most 2005 thing I I've know. ever heard. I yeah, I was like, damn, uh, MP3. Granted, I couldn't tell you what we record these as. They could this this could be an MP3 for all I know. <laughs> I think it is a bootleg MP3. I'll be honest. <laughs> she's like, oh, you're, you're not gonna be, you're gonna forget. You're gonna go home. And you're not gonna email. I, I how we just go to your place and listen to it basically. And he's like, listen, I have to wait. I'm gonna wait four years for you. I think you could wait a couple hours for me to email this, and you can listen at home. But she, again, she's not going to be put off. She's on a, she's a, uh, she's on a mission, right? And she's like, you know, I really want to listen to it. He's like, well, what, what's the alternative? I bring you to my house. I just met you. You're 14. And she's in the restroom changing, and they're flirting through the door. Hmm. And she says, no. Nope. Is anyone else in the coffee shop like, oh, that's weird, because they didn't show up Allison, together, and he doesn't seem to be her dad. If I saw this, I would call 911. Absolutely like, immediately. And I know it was different. I guess it was, oh, God, it was almost 20 years ago, so maybe, okay, like. That sucks. It, and and I will say, and this is, I was just thinking recently, like, I definitely feel like, it being, you know, coming out later, it's like, all the things I sort of accepted as, like, just true in reality. And I remember being so shocked when people were like, men can't cat calls anymore. I was like, we could ask them not to do that? Because I feel like right. our people are, we're so entrenched, like, this is just what men are like, and yeah. we can't ask them to change. And even that, I was like, well, why weren't we asking him not to do that? Like, no. well, what, what do you mean? But in a hopeful way. So this was kind of right along that where it's like, what if things could be a little bit better? Mm. Um, also, remember this is time period was also the question of are women funny? God, oh, we've God. come a long way in 20 years. Have we though? 
Well, it's things we have, but that's why there's all this pushback. It's yeah. like we have actually made We have progress. actually come much funnier than like Christopher Hitchens being like, I can tell you they're not. That guy's getting wor- waterboarded in heaven. I always yeah. have a great fucking time up there. Yeah. Well, yeah. We can, we can talk about Christopher Hitchens all day uh, long. <laughs> um, he says, I'm a photographer. I shoot models for a living. You know, there's no, I wouldn't peek on you. I've seen it all. And Haley opens the door and she's just wearing like sort of a gray sports bra let and says, have you seen this? And then shuts it. So again, and this also was an area of like vice, like girls gone wild, like jail bait. Like the idea of like this, like really misogynistic idea of like really young girls being like, and people still talk like that now, obviously. I'm not saying that's gone away. Like, But that was kind of like part of the zeitgeist as opposed to like. A kind of like silo of pedophiles. Yes, yeah. And again, I think that's progress. I think yeah, uh, I think so too. You don't have to see or hear about jailbait. I think it's a yeah, big step a forward. Nice, it's a better culture. Whew. Um, and finally, he. then when she shuts the door, Jeff's like, actually, you know, you can come to my house and I'll play the, the concert. Um, and she's like, it'll be fine. She comes out with a shirt on and says like, let's think about it. Like, it'll be fine. I've been here with you, so I'm not worried. Like, if something were to happen to me, like people here saw me. Two, it's Goldfrap, but I fucking love Goldfrap, which I think is also a very funny band from that era to be yes. like, I don't even, not that I didn't like Goldfrap, but I just don't think uh, of at all. that as, yeah. Um, and he goes, three? And she goes, three, four. Four out of five doctors agree I'm insane. So in order to come over, like, to come over to your house, I'd really be tr- being true to myself. So let's do it, right? And again, she's acting like she's 20 or something, or yeah. like at least 18, like aware in a way that a, f- a fortune would not be. Just is not, yeah. And they take the elevator up to the roof where Jeff is parked. And they have, again, this also, like, horny little moment where she says something about, like, this is the badass car. He's like, oh, my God. Like, the fact you even said that makes me want to bow down and worship you. And she says, why don't you do that? Why don't you worship me? And he gets down on his hands and knees and he kisses her feet. And there is something, too, about, like, projecting, like, full womanhood on a really young girl. That I imagine people still do, but was such a big thing back then where it's like, that's not what a 14-year-old's doing. No. Again, maybe when they're 20, like, I, I mean, like, it's just, like, sort of, like, projecting all this stuff, like, oh, well, she's yes. a full woman. Like, she is a woman and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And he says, again, the car is like, do you want to call your sister and tell her where you're going? She's like, I'll just do it later. And off we go. And we see them chatting and Haley's smiling. And then at one point you see Haley look out the passenger window and when she's turned away from Jeff, her, her smile just kind of slides off her face. Mm-hmm. And even just, I will say this, like, this is like filling me with anxiety where it's like the idea of like, Oh right. Wanting to have sex with a 14 year old is so bizarre and awful. Unless you've totally created a fiction of a 14 year old in your head. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like whatever yes. this is going for, it's like he, this is already bad from jump and, and obviously we're yes. going to be subverting it throughout the film. So at his house, Haley listens to the concert. Have you, Allison, have you ever listened to an MP3 of a concert? Have you ever listened to a concert? No. No. Unless it's like a I live to like album. Live, live, and like live albums and like songs that were like ripped onto LimeWire from a concert. But like. I LimeWire. I do. I loved it. I remember listening to, try, waiting five hours um, to download <laughs> Rammstein B-sides on LimeWire. <laughs> and probably That's exactly what I expect you would be doing on LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's not an enjoyable because it's not produced in the way that like a live album is produced by like sound engineers who know how to make it sound good. I'll be honest, there's even some 
well made, like highly regarded, very popular podcasts. None that, none on a cricket media, but there are some that I have a hard time listening to because I can't when it's live, live it's not well, it's not well mixed. Like the audience right. is so loud. So yeah. I will say, for, I don't know why. I feel like we we have nailed that. You know, yes. I work for Love or Leave It. That's live. I feel like it's fine to listen to, but yeah, there's something about it. Anywho, um, Jeff comes over, gives uh, uh, Haley a drink. She says, sorry, they tell us young things not to drink anything we don't mix ourselves. So let me pour drinks. And so you go to the kitchen and she whips up a screwdriver. Do you have thoughts about the screwdriver, Allison? I do. Okay. The incarnation, that most, the incarnation that most of us are familiar with, which is just cheap vodka and Tropicana yes. orange juice, is horrifically disgusting. Don't drink that. I drank that, you know, in high school, early college days. Mm-hmm. It's gross. However... Natasha and I went to The Grill, which is in Midtown here in New York, and it's, like, mega fan. Like, every drink is $29. Like, it's true. It's, like, where, like, Adele goes to have dinner. But you could go to the bar, and it's usually, like, kind of empty, and you can watch um, old men with the women that they pay, which is always a very funny, just, like, what are you talking about? But they do a screwdriver, and it's, like, vodka, like, high-end vodka, and, like, like, filtered fresh tangerine juice that they're making Fuck. in the back and All like right, well, you know and I'm like good. a little bit of like bitter like some kind of like liqueur like it was I t- I was like this is the best thing I've ever tasted in my life but like that's not the screwdriver that most people are getting. Yeah, and this definitely the one they're drinking is is Tropicana, absolutely. Ugh. I was just just remind me when um Dave by friend of the pod and I went out to dinner. God, where was it? Oh, it was Mr um Mr Chow, which mm-hmm. is like this very yeah. famous extremely expensive but we just went because it's like, oh, an experience, an expensive restaurant in um, Beverly Hills. Some of the worst fucking food I've ever had in my fucking yeah. life. I was so mad. I was like, you tricked me into thinking, okay, I'm going to spend a lot of money, but it's like an experience. Like, you know right. what I mean? It's a special event or whatever. And you walk in, it's like, this is dog shit. And while we were there, I w- there was also a, a table full of three beautiful young ladies. And then I would say a hundred-year-old man mm-hmm. in a pair of light jeans and mm-hmm. from the waist up, a full tuxedo. So, like, tuxedo, bow tie, oh, jacket, vest. Something. Like, and I was like, this is a slice of life that you don't see. So, I guess in yeah. that way, it was— it was um, In that way, you're like, yes, that's what you're getting. The grill is similar. Like, the food is—it's <laughs> um, good, but, like, I haven't really eaten there, but— if you live in New York and you really want to treat yourself, go get a fucking screwdriver at the grill. It's like the best thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> Meanwhile, don't go to Mr. Chow. Terrible food and such small portions, truly. Oh. Uh, but they're making screw- she's making screwdrivers for them. And they're talking about like getting older. He says, you know, when you're 80, I'll be 98. So he's 32. Okay. She's like, well, then by then you'll be useless to me. And he's like, well, what, what use did you have in mind for me? And she doesn't answer. We see him step into the other room. He has, like, an office and then, like, a, a room that's essentially his uh, photography studio. Yes. Where he has, like, the, like different colored backdrops and different stuff. And she points to all these um, framed photos of models on the wall. And it's really interesting because they refer to them a lot, but you don't see them. So I wonder if the ones they were going to show you are maybe, like, too scantily clad or, like, maybe it was, like, yeah. muddying what we're talking about. Because yeah. you don't see, when she says, oh, all these photos, you don't immediately cut to the photos, which I thought was a right. very, something happened there. Yeah. And uh, she's like, wow, like, you have so many beautiful women over here. It's like, oh, yeah, I, this is my studio. I shoot them in my house. And so, of course, you know he's going to start taking her photo at some point. 
Obviously. Which is also a thing that you see was like, I'm a photographer and essentially I'm yes. going to trick women into getting topless. Yeah. Being a woman is co- under patriarchy is constantly being afraid of being tricked. And I feel like you could see yes. that in so many parts of how that affects culture. Yes. Um, and uh, again, we, we do have to, we have to fix, we have to fix the whole thing. Men be um, Soup to nuts. Um, and uh, again, you know, when I see this, I'm like, well, Jeff is going to die at some point. Yes, of course. And they clink glasses and she says, carpe omn- omnibus. Because DM isn't enough. It's not a day. And he's like, oh, so take it all. And she says, take it all. And then she asks, she's laying it on thick. And she's like, what's it like to look through your lens at a beautiful woman? And she's like, well, what are, you, what are you talking about? And she says, well, let's have another screwdriver, then I'll tell you. So they're having a second drink. Again, she was 14 years old yeah. and has only been eating chocolate cake, cake. you know. Yeah. And he says, oh, you want me to tell you how many of the models I sleep with? They're all underage. I don't do that. I've really only slept with one, but I was sir. really young, too. Sir. I know, sir. And he's like, I only slept with one model, but I was young too. And that photo isn't out here. It's in the bedroom. So, of course, she insists on going to the bedroom. And they're all literally like the most basic college photo- photography, like try to see women's breasts. Like, it yeah. is like, I will create a career or try to see nude women, which was also the thing. I feel like Terry Richardson was such a thing. Yeah, that was a whole thing. It was like, what? what? I mean, we know what's happening. Again, it's just misogyny. But um, a whole era at this time. And we see this very beautiful young brunette. And Haley says, well, what was her name? And she takes the photo off the wall, and on the back it says Janelle, and it has a date. It's March 19th. Mm-hmm. And he takes it back, and he's, he's, like, weirdly emotional about it. He says, oh, was she, like, your big for, your first girlfriend, your first love? And he says, yeah, that's right. I learned everything I know practicing on her. And Haley joked, oh, so is that date, like, is that the first time you did it? And he, she looks again, and she's like, oh, my God, I've seen her. Like, she's an actual model. She's on magazine covers. Oh, you're still in love with her. And Jess says, no, we've both moved on. It's not a big deal. And I wrote, we live in a world curated to men's sexual fantasies, which is <laughs> unfortunately the case. That's true. And we all kind of have to pivot around them as if that isn't what's going on, um, unfortunately. And uh, Haley takes off her sweatshirt and says, well, oh, now we're, well, we're finally getting into it. What if you take photos of me? And he says, modeling isn't just about being beautiful. It's about opening up from a position of strength. It's not weakness. But as he's sort of monologuing about being a photographer, his words start to, to slur. And Haley, she's also feeling a little loopy. Again, she's had a second drink and runs in the living room and puts on like a techno CD and is leaping on the couch and is doing sort of like horny, like licking her thumb and like like running it down her body. Yeah. He's like, don't do that, that, that like fake MTV like sex shit, you know, like just be open. But of course, as he goes to start take to take photos, his vision starts to blur as she's telling him, like, just shoot me, just shoot me. And he yells at her to stop and he, he says, Oh, I don't feel good. And he collapses. Allison, when Jeff wakes up, he is tied to an office chair with a sweatshirt over his face. Great. Um, a, a, a thrilling um, development, if ever was one. And Haley says, hey, sorry, I was just going through your medicine cabinet. No, you didn't have any of the Valley of the Doll stuff like I hoped, but what's with all the lube? And he, of course, looks around and says, well, what, what's, what's going on? And he, she says, you know what I said about never drinking something you don't mix yourself? Well, that's true for everyone, Jeff. He says, I'm really sorry to tell you this, yes. but I, I dose you with something I swipe from my dad, so I may have used too much, so I'm sorry if you feel like shit. And he he's trying to laugh it off, like, oh, okay, so you're crazy. He says, well, why do I have to get tied up first if that's the game we're playing, you know? It's like, oh, buddy, you don't know the game we're playing, do you? <laughs> she says, oh, Jeff, playtime's over. 
And of course, he starts fighting against his restraint. His both his hands and his feet are tied while Haley's going through the room. She says, "What are you looking? What do you look? Fuck are you doing?" And Haley says, "That's my question: Is why do you live in a house full of photos of half naked underage girls, Jeff?" And she starts to scream for help. And she reaches up and just starts spraying some kind of chemical fluid in his mouth. And he starts, he cuts off, he starts gagging. She's like, I'll be honest, you could scream if you want. I picked this day because Mr. Coughlin is at work and the Car- Caracows are vac- vacationing Santa Barbara. But I want you to shut the fuck up because if you scream again, the next time it'll be bleach. And, she, and so Whoa. Jeff realizes, oh, you've been stalking me. Yes. She's like, no, 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 Jeff, you've been stalking me. I've gone into all these chat rooms as different girls with different ages. And the second we got a little bit older than me, you dropped the conversation. So then I knew, okay, we're get, that's what's going on here. As soon as you find out that I'm 14, you want to fucking talk. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, we really did connect. We connected in conversation. Come on, man. And so she's like, you know, when I would mention a band, five minutes later, you'd be like, you know all about them. Which is kind of the same amount of time it would take to Google it, Jeff. And I know you Googled it because you would literally use, like, the first quotes and, like, lines about the band from Google. Yeah. She says, you know what, Jeff? I fucking hate Goldfrap. Which would be, like, funny that it's, like, it's they're, funny. like, friendly fire against Goldfrap. And he's like, okay, so I wanted to impress you. Does that mean being tortured? She says, oh, Jeff, guess you haven't read anything from International Am- or Amnesty International like you said you did. Because this is nothing. And so basically she puts on his blazer and she's sort of laying out what what we're saying. It's like, I mean, you really got to start to wonder when a grown man goes through all this trouble just to charm a girl. Ah, there's that word again, girl. And that's why I want to say I want to read Elliot Page's book because I was like, oh, yeah, so much of his career was playing a teen girl. And yeah. it's like as a Juno, trans person, yeah. did... I imagine on some they felt as if, oh, well, I am playing a, a teen girl. Yeah. So, in fact, I'm actually really good at it. And also, he is an amazing actor. Like, it's an like— Incredible actor. Yeah. So, watching this, I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's in the book. So, But it made me wa- wonder if he sort of got into, like, oh, these were these roles that made his career playing yes. a teen girl, having perhaps felt like he was playing a teen girl while a teen, which is very complicated, mm-hmm. but, but interesting. And uh, she tells uh, Jeff, you know— I could hear how your voice changed when you looked at me through the camera. And he's like, my voice changed because you drugged me. She's like, yeah, and you, you, it's because you were looking for the greatest drug of all, sweet 14-year-old flesh. And he's like, look, I never touch any of those models. I'm a decent person. I will give you the numbers. You can call them yourself. Okay, I don't, I don't do that. Besides, you were coming on to me. And Haley says, oh, my God, that's what they all say. Just says, who says that? And she screams, the pedophiles. Allison, I'm going to ask you this, but it's hard because the person who whose perspective you would be answering this right. from is a pedophile. Allison, what would you do? What would you do? I mean, if I'm Haley, I'm... That's her name? Yes. The character's name. Uh, I'm continuing on with the plan. If I'm him, I mean, I guess like offering up everything you have to just be let go and be like, I will turn myself in for whatever I have done. Like, please stop whatever this is because like an unhinged woman of any age or person of any age who is like out for the vengeance of young people, especially young girls, like there is no limit to what could happen here. (laughs) 
Yeah. You right, got to so get this out person and like, already let come the your authorities house. deal with you. <laughs> yeah, like this person has already come to your house, um, essentially poisoned you, tied yeah. you up, and then has sprayed chemicals in your throat when you were screaming. I don't think you're going to be able to get out of this without nah. a full confession to the authorities. Yes. Everything. Of everything yeah, I would ever start. Done. I would start admitting everything and not lying anymore. But I guess there is like that. I, I don't know. Like there is um, the part of it that is so hard to understand is like there are these people and mostly men, but there are women too. Where it's like they must they rationalize their actions. Yeah. To such a degree that it's like, well, if anyone else were, if this was someone else, you'd be able to see like, well, this is criminal and grotesque. But because it's inside your own head, you're like, yeah, but I'm still allowed to do it. Or like, well, it's right. different when I do it. Or like, but it's, it's, it's not but it's that, me and I know? need to. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is terrifying. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. But she starts screaming at him, and she's like, oh, you know what they say? She seemed older. She acted like she was older. How was I supposed to know? And also, if you did know, oh, it's just she wanted it. It's so easy to blame the kid. And she tells him just because a girl knows how to imitate a woman doesn't mean that she's ready to do what a woman does. And she says, I came in here. You knew I was 14. I made you a fucking screwdriver. In reality, an actual adult would have said, what are you doing? You're not drinking that in my house. You raced me to the next drink. You got to make, it's like, that makes me think you got something else going on here, right? And he starts screaming, like, let me go, let me go. It's like, when I'm ready to go, I'm going to call myself a cab, and then I'm going to call a cab to come untie you. But I'm going to fucking hold court and do whatever the fuck I want in your house until I decide I'm done. So scream, whatever. So then she's basically, like, wheeling around and is going through all his shit because she's basically looking for evidence that he is a pedophile, right? Yes. And she says, if you're as big a pedophile as I think you are, you definitely have something hidden somewhere you don't want people to see. And he says, look, go in the living room. Look, I have a great cabinet full of my photography stuff. It's full of my work for environmental groups. I don't just shoot models. It's like, okay, so you're a voyeur, a pedophile, and a conservationist. Okay, so that's that's good to know. She goes through, and in his nightstand, she finds a stack of letters from Janelle, his, his first love, his first model. She's like, that is my, those are mine. Those are private. She's like, Jeff, don't you know nothing's There's, private when you have a, yeah. have a teenager in your home? Come on. Yeah. Also, like, you know the rules now. Yeah. She's I not think- going to be like, oh, I guess I won't read these then. Like, Yeah. Best case scenario, she's busy reading those and you're wiggling out of your restraints, you right. know? So she goes, she wheels over to the office. She puts on headphones, is going through the letters, reading them. She's like, oh, okay, so you're still in love with this woman. And he's like, well, you know, honestly, she's so famous. I thought about selling the letters on eBay, but honestly, I just want to send them back to her and remind her about what a of how much of a bitch she was to me. 
It's like, oh boy, again, Jeff, you're just digging your hole deeper. I mean, somebody has has, uh, restrained you within your own home. Um, And also it is like, it's never fully clear whether or not um, Haley is actually 14. She obviously acts a lot older. um, And I think that there is some wiggle room of like what details are true about her. Right. So I think that's how I had to tell myself because I'm like, well, no 14 will do this. But if she simply looks young and is playing younger, so that makes sense to me. Um, but he's like, yeah, those are embarrassing. But you come into someone's house, every everything is embarrassing. And she reads, this is interesting, an interesting line, Jeff. She says, um, a letter from Janelle. Dear Jeff, you have to stop. I can't go where you want to take me. You're just not the person I thought you were. And Haley says, now, Jeff, what kind of person did she find out you were? And he says, that's none of your business. She says, well, that makes, depends on what you mean by business. Because isn't this your photography business? Is this what you're doing? You're just searching for these models? Do you find the next Janelle? You're just fucking burning through these underage girls? And he's like, no, I didn't do that. Absolutely not. There's also some weird tech stuff where they're talking about technology in a way where it's like, that's not really how it works. And she's like, are you the kind of person who saves his outgoing emails? I'm like, I don't even know what that what? means. I get Either either that always happens or that can't happen. Those are the- <laughs> I'm like I've never deleted an outgoing email. Is no, that should I be? Do? I maybe. I mean, I guess if you're sending pedophilic. Uh, I mean, materials. I'm not trying to hide anything, but you know, I guess personal information is in there. And uh, it's like you know, it looks like you downloaded photos, but now I can't find them. Where would someone like you keep physical photos? He's like, I don't have anything like that. I've done nothing wrong. You were totally. Like you're wrong. She's like, well, that's the thing, Jeff. I've actually looked through your whole house and your personal laptop that is only in your home, and there's no porn whatsoever, not even the history. And you gotta think if you're a bachelor at your home, there's gonna be maybe not magazines, there's but gonna be some, some links. There's gonna be something, you know, something downloaded. That's a huge fucking red flag, Jeff. Not a hint of porn. And she's like, you know, I think the photos on your wall are your porn, but you have the real stroke shots hidden away in some cubbyhole that I'm gonna find. The phrase stroke shots. I mean, literally, I fi- gagging. Yes. Not in a, not in not a good, good way. way. In the, in the uh, you know, rising gorge way. She then starts just fucking pulling everything out of his work cabinets, throwing papers and photos, like looking under his bed. And as all this time, Jeff is trying to undo his ties. Under his bed, she finds a wooden box. And within the box, there's a gun. So again, now you know there's a gun at play, right? She starts pulling photos off the wall, like looking in the back of the photos, trying to see like, oh, are they hidden physically there? He has a rock garden, which I'm like, I don't, I guess that was a thing for a time. There was a minute where that was a thing. And so it's on the floor. It's a little rock garden. And she starts shift, uh, sifting through the rocks. And of course, at the bottom of the rocks is a safe. She asks him for the password. He refuses. He's like, I'm not giving you that. She's like, you know what? I have all the time in the world. So I'm going to go ahead and, and figure out myself. And he's like, there's no way. That's not how numbers work. Like, there's no fucking way you're going to do that. And if you did, it's going to take you all week. So I guess we're both going to be here. So, but he realized that he's not going to get out of here by yelling yeah. at her. So now he's switching tack. Yes. It's like, well, don't, aren't your parents going to miss you? Aren't they going to wonder where you're at? She says, no. She's like, well, you know, I get it. Being a teen is really hard. I mean, if your parents don't care about where you are, like, they're clearly not there for you. So I get it. You looked for a guy online. Reminds me of your dad. Maybe you have a lot of anger towards your dad. Like, so this is coming from someplace, like, I didn't know about. But yeah. I'm I'm not a bad person. I didn't done the stuff that you said I've done. So I just want to let you know. We could just end this. I won't call anyone. I won't tell anyone, right? And you see Haley's face fall. And she's like, you don't, you don't fucking know anything about me. He's like, just untie me. And I will not report anything. 
if you want to call it, you can call 911 yourself. I, you know, I'll hold you while you do it. I just want to, I just want you to look at what you're doing. And Haley starts to sob, which of course turns into hysterical laughter. Yeah. I mean, she, of course. She's like, did you really think that would work, Jeff? Come on. Unfortunately for Jeff, we've only seen one series of numbers and the safe only has three, three numbers. If you're keeping uh, anything you shouldn't have in a safe, it's got to have more than three numbers in it. Yeah. Cause that's just, people can, it's, you can. And the only numbers we've seen are on the back of the photo of Janelle, March 19th. 319 is also in his chat room name, Lensman319. So it's obviously 319. This is how I make my passwords, though, so I guess I shouldn't. (laughs) Girl, as the safe pops open, Allison, you're not going to believe it. There are, of course, we don't see it anything, like, remotely. It is, of course, child abuse images, right? And the implication to me is that these are images of the models, right? So these are Mm 14-year-olds, you know, tweens that he he took photos of, Terry Richardson style. Now, they could have just been uh, child abuse images that he downloaded, but that's not what I got from it. I thought, like, these are his photos that he took. He is a piece of shit. He really is, like... I mean, you're a piece of shit regardless if you're keeping those kind of stuff in your house, obviously. You're creating it. You're creating this, Yeah. And she says, this is what those, they make federal laws for, Jeff. This is fucking sick. And then she takes out one and it's a clothed, uh, like a brunette teen girl. And she says, what makes her so fucking special, Jeff? Why does she get to keep her clothes on? And Jeff starts silently crying. And then Haley looks at the photo and says, I recognize this girl. And because she's bending down, Jeff is able to get his foot loose and kicks her around the ribs and Haley falls back and knocks her head on the ground. Classic way to get knocked unconscious. I mean. If, if you're in a horror movie, you should just be wearing a bike helmet. Because you will be hitting your head on the ground. You will be knocked unconscious. Yes. And in, it, while she's recovering, um, Jeff wheels himself in the bedroom. And is able to physically throw himself onto the bed where Haley has left the gun. However, when he gets back to the living room, he's still tied to the chair, but he now has a gun he's in one of his around. hands. Zooming around on <laughs> office chair with <laughs> tied down. style. <laughs> with a gun. Yes. It's a living. He screams, hi, Haley, where are you? Luckily, Allison, she's right behind him, leaping out of the shadows and wrapping um, plastic wrap around his face, <laughs> which we also just saw in Terrifier, a big plastic wrap over the mouth yeah. and nose month. It's a scary thing. He fires the gun, but of course, he just goes into the ceiling. Yeah. Eventually, he passes out with the plastic wrap over his face. But now, of course, slamming Haley against the wall. So she gets, like, crushed between the office chair and the wall. And so he passes out, and she's just, like, screaming and freaking out and gagging. Again, Ellie Page, phenomenal actor. When Jeff wakes up again, Allison, things have gone from bad to worse. I bet. He is strapped. He's wearing his shirt and uh, boxers, and he, but no pants. And he is strapped down to his photography table, now a surgery table. And he has a bag of ice on his crotch. He kind of knows where he's going, where this is yeah. going. So Jeffy's like, I never touched you. If anything, I was trying to keep you off of me uh, while I call the cops. She's like, who do you think you're talking to? And she holds up a photo of the brunette girl, brunette girl and says, um, why do you have fo- a photo of local missing girl Donna Moyer in your safe? Have you seen her? Of course. Because no one else has. He's like, okay, I met her like I met you. I met her over coffee. I took a photo. You could see it's in front of that fucking coffee shop. She didn't come back here. That's it. And I kept it because, I don't know, I'm, a, I'm some kind of pervert. 
It's like, okay, so did you tell the cops about that? That you met up with her before her disappearance? You might have some fucking information or you just saw like a teen girl go missing and you said, I'm not going to get involved. You're like, oh, I've met her, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. And, and, she, and Haley's like, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I find it hard to believe considering it was uh, with the child abuse images in your uh, collection, you're safe. You know what I mean? And he's like, you're right. I crossed a line. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Call the cops. Ugh. I'll go to prison. I'll do time. Just fucking let me go. And it's like, that's the thing. Is that even when people like you go to trial, oh, he's sick, it's an addiction, you're going to be out in no time. We forgive this kind of thing. He's like, it would ruin my life. It would ruin my career. And this is 2005, so she goes, I mean, would it? Because didn't Roman Polanski just win an Oscar? And again, I do feel like we've made some progress where this would ruin your career. Yeah. Um, I hope, I don't know, if, in case you have any interest, please Google Horses Los Angeles if you want to read a yeah. horrific story that I hope uh, has some sort of uh, repercussions. Revolution. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. Jeff says, why the ice? And she says, well, I realize it, it wouldn't help for you to go to prison. How, how would that help? Everybody will be safer if I do a little preventive maintenance. <laughs> Allison, she's going to castrate him. God. She busts out a razor and ah. shaved gel and has a pair of like medical scissors. And she's like, I the put textbook. some num the textbook. Exactly. Auditing a class. She puts it, she put like some sort of numbing gel on it. She's like, while that gets to work, I'm gonna compose an email to Janelle. And she's writing it as she types it, says, you know, hi Janelle. Um I'm 14. I'm talking to your ex-boyfriend, who is, of course, 32, but he talks about you a lot. And I just want to be like, are you guys still seeing each other? I wouldn't want to step on any toes, but I really, really like him. He also talks about this other girl a lot, Donna Moyer. Do you know her? Anyways, he has these photos on his computer, but I couldn't open the file, so I've attached them below. Let me know what you think. Thanks. And she doesn't wow. send it, though. And so uh, in that moment, she doesn't send it, and Jeff switches texts again. And he's like, look, you don't want to do this. Once you hurt someone, you can't go back. You know, like the things I've done, it does, like I, the, the kind of person I've become, it does haunt me, you know? And it's like, if you do something like this, like if you ever go on a date with a guy, if you, you're going to think about this in your wedding night. And he was like, you know, that is so thoughtful. You are speaking to me so selflessly. I mean, you just don't want me to castrate you for my own benefit? Wow, I'm touched. <laughs> And she's like, what if you had told yourself when you downloaded this image of a little girl, what do you? What if you had told yourself, stop, don't do that to yourself? Would you have listened? Would you have listened if you'd said, stop, don't do that to yourself? Of course, you can't reply. There's no reply to that. So once he's numb, Haley gears up to castrate him. Jesus Christ. And yeah, it's 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 a tough one. And spoils, she sprays chemicals in his mouth again when he starts to scream. And he says, does your mother know that you cut off men's balls? And she says, well, I'll be honest, I haven't until today, so maybe I'll tell her when I get home. And she starts, <laughs> you don't see it, of course, but you hear it. It's like starts shaving his scrotum. And Jeff starts to panic. And he's like, there is money in the safe. I will, I will wire you any amount of money, please. I'm begging you. And he starts screaming. And she starts, and she's like, oh, sorry, you're still not numb yet, based on your reaction. So we're going to give you another minute, you know, for it to take effect. And she leaves him alone. And, of course, he is now putting everything into trying to get off this Getting table. out. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, some distance away, somebody is uh, in their garden, like, pruning roses and looks mm -hmm. up and sees Haley walking on the roof of the house before going back inside. So somebody has seen her at the house. She walked up mm -hmm. to the roof. Meanwhile, Jeff is on this table and sees that his 
flip phone is on the coffee table and the table is on wheels. So he starts trying to like move the table and he makes a lot of progress. But of course, Haley gets back and is like, I'm so sorry. Can I call someone for you? Do you want me to give uh, give someone a call? Have him come and, and see, watch this with you? And he says, why don't you just fucking kill me at this point? And she wheels him into the studio and sets up his camera to record this. And she's like, you know what? I really would rather do this, and I know how much you like to watch. So I'm actually going to record this for you. He's sobbing, obviously. And then he tells this very horrible story, essentially to, like, contextualize why he has child abuse images and why he is a pedophile. It's basically that, like, when he was nine, he was staying with his aunt, and his youngest uh, cousin, Linny, like, like, leapt out of the bathtub soaking wet and, like, leapt on him tickling him and would do this all the time. And I guess we're supposed to think she's, like, four or five. And one day his aunt, uh, Denise, comes in. A lot of Denise's in the film recently, yeah. interestingly. Yeah, Denise is a big name this month. Um, a month of Denise's. Uh, his aunt comes in, sees Lenny on top of Jeff, and she took Jeff to the kitchen, turns on the burner, and burns his penis on the burner. Now, oh I will God. tell you... That would do it. I, I, you know, I'm not a psychologist, but I do think that that absolutely yeah. would fuck up somebody's sexual, yes. like sexual forever. expression forever. That kind of abuse, and uh, he also doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's go to therapy for it. You know what I mean? No. On um, the next day, his mother came to get him, and he never saw his aunt's family again. So again, sort of ostracized from that side of the family. And there's something there where it's like, we don't know how to talk about like children's sexuality. So when things do happen, we only know punishment and fear and disgust rather than have any kind of conversation. So it is like that. I'm sure that kind of stuff has happened and it is horrible. And, but he starts begging her like, please call the cops. You need help. Teen girls don't do this. And she says, Jeff, I've seen the pictures I, let's not get into what you think teen girls should be getting up to, okay? Yep. And she says, um, I think that you should be the one to send this email to Janelle. And I think you'd feel a lot better if you knew for sure that she would never love you again. And finally stop torturing yourself. At this point, Jeff just freaks out. He's screaming. He's begging for mercy. It's horrible. And the implication sort of like, if you sent this email, I would let you go. We know by now that's not what's going to That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But he's sobbing, and, and she's like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have let you think there was a way out of this. I'm genuinely sorry. She takes out her big, fat medical textbook, t- opens to the castration chapter. I mean, and as one does. Yeah. It says, don't move around too much. If I nick the perineal artery, you could bleed to death. But at this point, Jeff is disassociating. He's just sort of staring at the ceiling, and she starts. And she says, can you feel that? And he asks, why do you care? Allison, this is fucking, you don't hear anything, you don't see anything, you do hear it. You were just hearing, like, flesh, blood, like, wet, you know, like, Ugh. it is just the the visceral, the viscera, yeah. you know? And as she's doing it, she's like, so that Antony story, was that supposed to be, like, the origin, like, the key of why you like where you are? Allison, we hear her remove his one of his testicles and sort of, like, put it somewhere and then declare she's moving on to the second one. Because she's saying, look, I know a lot of people can be, you know, like, live a full life, a full sexual life with one testicle. Yeah. So I don't want to leave you the option. I can't just take one. You know, I got to take them both. And she tells him, you know, this has to be one of the easiest operations. They should teach this in Girl Scouts. You know, like they taught me etiquette. This would have been a lot more handy. And Jeff tells her when I, she saw Linny at her mother's, I, her, Antonise died. And he saw Linny at um, Antonise's funeral. And she refused to believe Jeff when he told her what her mother has done. 
And Haley says, what would you, what would you say if Antonise was here? And he just sort of like starts laughing hysterically and says, I would say, help, a teenager is cutting my balls off. <laughs> and I did think that was funny. And, and after she's done, and she tells him, you're going to be sore as hell for the next couple of days. Um, so just, you know, like, I would say gets a lot of rest, takes some ibuprofen. In eight to nine days, take your pic, uh, stitches out. And um, I did some Googling. You can find tips on eunuch.com just to how to tend to your to your wounds. And she lifts a glass, and you can see his testicles in it, Allison. Yeah. And she says, what should we do with it? And eventually she suggests, I should I throw it in the yard, but I don't want an animal to eat it. And then it gets sick. So she dumps him into the garbage disposal, and then, she, and then she turns it down. And she says to Jeff, do you think Donna is smiling down on us right now? And he says, I swear to God, I didn't hurt, hurt that girl. He says, just so you know, because basically the idea is like, she's going to leave after this. Yes. And he says, if you, I will hunt you down for this. She says, you really shouldn't be making threats while you're still tied down. Because the easiest thing would be, would be for me to leave, to kill you and then leave. But she's not going to do that. She's already decided she's not going to kill him. So she excuses herself to take a shower. And Jeff manages to get out of his ties. And he reaches down to find that she's just put like a metal binder clip on his testicles. She didn't castrate him at all. Oh. Which honestly did make me happy. I don't know. I was just like, okay. That that is just like a tough thing for like a young person to do. I also think, yeah, what we'll talk about at the end, it's sort of like it is um, brutality for brutality. I just think like it doesn't work. It it just is not, you know, not that we know what to do in any sort of positive way with people who are pedophiles, but I'm like, it, it, that just seems like... I, you know what I mean? It's just sort of like, oh, yeah. the entire concept of the, like, how we treat criminals is horrific. This seems also horrific. But um, it's neither here nor there. Jeff has got his testicles, and now he's loose in the house, and he grabs a fucking butcher knife. And he oh runs, God. he grabs, so because she was recording, he grabs the tape out. So she has, he has recorded evidence that she did this. And yes. she didn't do it, but she was psychologically torturing him. Yes. And he's about to call 911, but he decides, nah, I'm just going to fucking kill this bitch. Mm. And he grabs, oh, it's not a butcher knife, sorry. He grabs the scalpel she was using. And it's all for show. You know what I mean? Like she had right. all the equipment and cotton balls and stuff and did numb him. But um, she didn't actually do anything. So when he runs to the bathroom, she's not in the shower. She's just running the shower. Of course, she lunges at him from behind, and Haley tases him and manages to knock him out and not essentially knock him into the water and electrocute him. Ooh. And at, even after he's unconscious, she just keeps tasing him over and over again, screaming, Allison, at this point, who will survive? Who will survive? I mean, I think just Haley. Yeah. What do you think about Janelle? Do you think Janelle's going to survive? No. I think she's already dead. I don't know why, but. That's a good guess. Um, And then also, there is an unexpected cameo from a, oh, someone who was a a very successful working actress at the time. And now I would say is, I would say if not A-list, in my mind she's A-list, but I'm like, I guess I don't, if you don't watch, haven't watched her shows. She's a TV star. Um. Uh, a, a woman of a certain age, but not an older woman. Would you like to guess who that actress is before we get to that point where she makes a cameo? I can give you more uh, hints if we need. Yeah, give me one more hint, just like Let's comedy, see. drama. Um, I mean, she here's the problem. She really can do it all. Um, let's see. 
She has received two Golden Globes. She has four Screen Actor Guild Awards. Um, God, I mean, she's truly been in everything. Um, she, uh, Allison Janney? Of that level. Of that level. Not Allison Janney, but a perfect guess. Someone who is Allison Janney-esque, and in the last couple of years has kind of been blowing up. She had a TV, sh- a, re- a TV show that was really big, and then she's kind of been in everything. Let's see. I'm trying to think of a deeper cut. Uh, she was in Under the Tuscan Sun. Diane Lane? No, but uh, excellent, excellent. Oh, here we go. She was Isn't in Sideways. She... Who was in Sideways, Allison? Um, the female um, lead. I've never seen Sideways, but I believe she's the female lead in Sideways. Um, Sandra O. Oh. It's Sandra O, oh, baby. Sandra O oh is going to pop Love in. That. I could, I, again, uh, uh, delighted to see her even yes, in these uh, in these trying times. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? While Jeff is unconscious, again, uh, Haley goes and proceeds to wipe down the entire house, like erasing her evidence that she was there. Mm-hmm. She, of course, knocks over an, over a vase, and it's like creates more mess for herself, but she's you know cleaning it. As as she's doing it, we see Jeff crawling down the hallway, no. scalpel in hand. And when she he finally gets close enough, she just tases him again until he passes out and yeah. takes the scalpel. She calls her friend Tracy and says, hey, I'm actually done earlier than I thought. Would you want to get a movie later or catch a movie later? And we don't hear Tracy's reply, but Haley says, no, I'm not going to tell you about him. Come on. So it's like, oh, I'm just out with some guy, but, yeah. you know, it's a normal date. And she starts to write a suicide note. Um, And the note, essentially to explain why is there a a bullet in the ceiling. And it says, I tried to shoot myself. I couldn't even do that right. So trying to, you know, back end cover everything. She makes a call pretending to be Lieutenant Haley from the LAPD and asks the person on the line to come to the house. Of course, we know there's no other person in this movie. It's Janelle. Now, if I was Janelle, I'd be like, I'm sorry, are they making 14-year-old girls lieutenants now? Because, like, yeah, you know, like, L.A. Page is a little bit older, but still is yeah. obviously a very young person making young this person. call. I was like, okay, if I was Janelle, I'd be like, this is a prank call or something. Now, for the most unrealistic part of the movie, Allison, which is Jeff wakes up and Haley has gotten him up onto a chair and into a noose. So she has tied a noose, tied his hand, tied his feet, and put a full-grown man onto a chair. I just don't think that that... That, no. that they'd be able to pull that off. Um, and he wakes. His, obviously, he's choking. He says, you're insane. And Haley says, I did tell you that when I first met you. Allison, the doorbell rings. Haley goes to answer it. It's Sandra O. Oh. I love that. Of course, she's not playing herself. She's playing friendly, nosy neighbor, Judy Takuda. Mm. And I just love that it. it's like the neighbor, Judy. 
And it's like a you go to your neighbor's house and there's a clearly underage teenager with a yes. bleeding cut from their fighting in the shower on their forehead. And, and Judy says, um, is Jeff home? And Haley quickly is like, oh, yeah, I'm his niece. Um, he has food poisoning, so he can't come out. But I'll, can I help you? And Judy says, can I, can I ask you something? And Haley immediately is like panicking and trying to figure out what to say. Yeah. And Judy says, do you babysit? I am always looking for a new babysitter. We are like three houses down. Girl, if you are ever <laughs> so looking to babysit. And, and Haley sort of relaxes. And it turns out Judy was just stopping by to drop off Girl Scout cookies. But before she goes... Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Jeff has cash. If I was, if that would be where everything fell apart for me. Is if this is going on, it's like I don't have cash. I can't give you six dollars. Like yeah. I don't have it. Um, but before Judy turns to go, she says, um, "Is your roof okay? Because you were on the roof. What were you, what were you doing up there?" And Haley's say, "I was like, oh, there's a, there's a leak, um, and you know my my uncle's sick, so I couldn't. Um, he couldn't do it." And Judy says, "Did it rain?" It's like, no, we live in California. It absolutely did not yeah. rain. So that's not it. Even, even, even since 2005, that has changed so much. It's like, yeah, it rains a fuck lot in LA, yeah. or at least this this year. And she takes the the cookies, and Haley says, "Thanks, Uncle Jeff loves his Girl Scouts." Back inside, Jeff says, "She will be back. She's on to you. She is a nosy person. She's gonna think, okay, that girl needs help. Do not like this is all gonna fall apart. You're gonna be caught." And Haley says, bah, 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 bah. "Here are your options. You kill yourself and destroy the photo." of and I destroy the photo of Donna Moyer and cover up everything up and I erase a suicide note. Or I leave you here to die. And when they find you, they will see that you are a pedophile and I believe the person who killed Donna Moyer. Again, he denies having anything to do with Donna. And he says, they'll find you. It's like, how? How, how would they do that? And, and she's like, once they find your shit, also, they're not going to be interested in who killed you. They're going to be like, oh, a pedophile murderer was killed. We're the police. We're not going to look into this. It's like, well, she is right. That is what would happen. Unfortunately, during her monologue about this, Haley gets too close to Jeff, and he's able to kick his legs up and wrap his thighs around her neck, sort of choking her out. They struggle. He's able to get out of the noose, and she's able to escape, but then so does he. So then it's sort of a cat and mouse game around the house, but Jeff as the predator now. He's hunting her. Mm-hmm. And he, this is when he grabs a butcher's knife and he's screaming and freaking out and he's screaming, you're just like her. You're all just like her. You're all the same. Presumably being Janelle, being the woman who left him, you know, abandoned him. And he turns and there's this uh, beautiful photo of, I think, who we're supposed to believe is Janelle sitting nude on a bed in front of blinds. And he starts stabbing the photo on the wall and he calls out, thank you, Haley. You were right. This is who I am. This is who I really am. Thank you for teaching me that. And upstairs, he could hear her walking on the roof. And we see Haley up there looking out over the city. Oh, beautiful Los Angeles. Gorgeous. And in the distance, there's a car coming up the mountain, a lone car with Janelle inside driving towards them. And Jeff finally finds the ladder up to the roof, and he holds the butcher knife and says, what, who, what do you want to fuck first, me or the knife? Ugh. Fortunately, Haley has grabbed the gun and pulls it out of him and says, I called Janelle. She's on her way. So you got to tell me how do you want to find, how, what, what, what do you want her to know about you based on how they find you? And she points and she's uh, put a rope with a noose around the chimney. She tells him again, you could kill yourself and I'll hide all the evidence of your crime, your misdeeds. Or mm. when Janelle arrives, I will take off my clothes. I will run to her arms and she will see the, the monster that you are. 
And he says, if you do that, if you run to her, I will kill you myself. I will track you down. He says, you can't do that. You don't know anything about me. You won't be able to find me. My dad doesn't teach at um, UCW. I, I have no, like, everything I've lied, my name isn't, a, isn't even Haley. He says, then who the fuck are you? She says, I am every little girl you ever watched, touched, kidnapped, or killed. That's all you need to know about me. Allison, Janelle's car pulls into the driveway. And Haley says, again, D- Jeff sort of dives onto the roof to flatten out. It says, she says, put on the noose, jump, and I'll hide everything. And she won't know who you really are. She'll just think you're some sad man that she never should have left. It's the only way. Allison, he finally tells her, I didn't kill Donna Moyer, but I I just watched. I wanted to take photos of it, but he wouldn't let me. It was me and another guy, but he's the one who killed her. And I'll tell you his name and I will help you find him and we could kill him together. And Haley says, Jeff, I already know his name. And you know what's funny is when I went to his house, Aaron said you did it before he killed himself. And Jeff starts crying. He's like, it wasn't me. And Haley said, I don't really care. Meanwhile, poor Janelle's down on the fucking lawn calling for Jeff concerned after getting this fucking phone call. Oh, my God. But finally, Jeff stands and puts on the news. And it is an excellent shot. Like, it's like they're in shadow. And he puts on the news. And Haley reassures him and says, don't worry. I will take care of all of it. And with that, he just steps off the edge of the roof to his death. And then Haley looks over the edge and says out loud, or not. And we see her go down the ladder, put on her hoodie, which for the first time I was like, oh, little red riding hood. I'm an idiot. Like, Mm. I was just like, oh, right. Puts up her hood, takes her backpack, and then just sort of limps down the hill away. And that's the end, Allison. The end. Wow. Wow. I feel like I just, I have a lot of um, conflicting feelings about this movie because I fucking love this shit. I love, you know, like, gnarly revenge vigilante fantasies but it does have the same thing of like promising young women where it's like well that didn't really resolve anything like it's like yes like vengeance but that we know by now that doesn't work it doesn't mean anything yeah but i think but it is fantasy that is absolutely i I had the same thoughts about promising young woman where it's like is this and there was so much discourse where it's like yes well does this fix anything it's like well, this movie wasn't supposed to fix it. Exactly. Like, this wasn't what it was for. Like, this 100%. is the fantasy of, like, being able to hurt the person who hurt someone else. Which, like, again, doesn't really solve things, but is right fun to watch. And we have a lot of that within ourselves. Like, wanting to meet violence with violence or, like, getting revenge. And then it's the fundamental problem is, like, that's—you can't really get justice that way because real justice would be— changing things to the point where this guy never would have done any of these things. Right. And that's why I do, again, I know I'm I'm truly a a, a bright-eyed optimist, um, but I do think there's really something when we talk about the patriarchy and talk more broadly about bioessentialism, which is, like, what trans people are up against, is the Mm. idea that, like, men are just like this. And I think for me, I have reached a point where I'm like, that's unacceptable. No. I don't believe it. I I know too many good men who really are trying to do good things. So then when the patriarchy uses this idea of like, well, this is just how men are. It's like, but what about all these men that aren't? And also, if this that's true, then we got to do something about that. Like, it's like, if that's what you're saying, which I don't believe. And I feel like that's unfortunately what trans people are running up to is like, this idea that everything is like, well, men are just like that. And that's why, like, they're so crazy about trans women. Is like trans women are like, well, what a, I was assigned male at birth, but, like, I 
I have no, this has nothing to do with me. I, yeah. I don't have to inherit this, um, this system that you've put me in. But there, everything is so reliant on the idea that like men do commit, and then it's like hard because like yeah, these this does this guy exists. This happens. This exact guy, I'm sure, lives in LA right now. So it's like, right. What do you do? How do we? How can we change things that this isn't true? I don't know the answer to it, obviously, but I don't know. Like maybe that's my optimism talking, where it's just sort of like I've got to think like this is so. We, we our understanding of all of this has to change, and that part of it is that this is not inevitable, nor do we have to accept it. I don't know. Right? Does that make sense? I agree. That's. Yes. But again, that's just because I don't want to believe that. Like we have to. Just, that that's just. What, yeah. Like yeah. I can't. I cannot live that way anymore. Like I refuse. Um. Anywho. Um. What are some fatal mistakes you think people have made in the movie mm. Hard Candy? Fatal mistakes. Oh, I mean, being a pedophile and I mean, being the biggest a, mistake someone all, who abuses you children know. and murders people. It's like, that is kind of the biggest mistake you can make. <laughs> yeah, to rationalize to yourself, oh, I want to do this thing. And then sort yeah. of like go from there. And we just did the vanishing. was the same thing of like convincing yourself like, well, if I want to do something depraved— that I'm yeah. a, I can I'm allowed to do it. I, I I'm I'm not a bad person just because I did some bad stuff, you know. Yeah. I think I think it was like BTK was like, oh, so I had seven bad days in my life. Like I'm not a bad person. It's like those seven days were the like, days you killed are, people. Yeah, you you ended other people's lives on those days. So yeah, like I yeah, it's like it's not a math problem. It's not the number yeah. of days There's you not were a magic bad. Number. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Other than that, I mean. Um, I feel like uh, uh, Haley uh, handled herself as well as possible. She she yeah. came out smelling like roses, and yeah, that's why I'm like at the end. I'm like, well, so I don't think she's 14. I think she's just styled herself to like, be 14. Yes, yes, yeah, a, a a woman, an adult woman who can present as younger. Yes, and to play do this job. You know, yeah, like doe eyed, like oh, you know, everything right. this this kind of person would like. Um, other than that, I don't know. Janelle, listen, she got out of there. She did the right thing. It seemed like Janelle's yeah. career blew up after that. Um, yeah, being a pedophile, I, I would agree. The ultimate fatal mistake um, in this film. And finally, where would you put hard candy on the spooky scale? A spooky scale. Um, Like a five? Yeah. A five feels good. A five feels good. It feels right where it's like, you know, it's violent, but, and like and like stressful, yeah. But and like obviously the existence of men like this is terrifying, but not quite cinematically. And the like, it's just like yes. See, like I think that we don't see the images is like one a relief and two even scarier in certain ways. Yes, it's absolutely. Like what was there? Um, yeah, five. Yeah, what I about you? I agree. I like five. Um, again, I think Elliot Page fucking crushes I mean, this. I think they were incredible in this movie. Truly a phenomenal actor. Uh, yeah, and I again re- reminded of that watching this. Um, Patrick Wilson was great. I, I do think this is a movie also that like a phenomenal actor. It is. A, it is a B minus movie that is elevated by the performance. Not B minus in terms of um, the writing. I think it's like yeah. it's just sort of like a gorier like yeah yeah yeah. yeah we're yeah, not yeah. going. This is not Oscar bait. This is a fucking gnarly, nasty little number, and they're both excellent in it. Um, five feels good. Five feels good. Again, yeah. not a movie. For everyone to watch, nope. I will say that. Um, yeah, but uh, well, we hope your jaws are on the fucking floor, everybody. And if they're not, put them there, okay, yeah. please. And um, until next time, 
We love you very much. We love you very much. And, and please, please keep it spooky. spooky. For God's sake, just people. do it. Don't forget to follow us at Ruin Podcast and Crooked Media for show updates. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Ruined is a radio point and Crooked Media production. We're your writers and hosts, Hallie Kiefer and Allison Leiby. The show is executive produced by Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, and recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. From Crooked Media, our executive producer is Kendra James, with production and promotional support from Ari Schwartz, Kyle Sieglin, Julia Beach, Caroline Dunphy, and Awa Okalati. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com.